This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for A Toast to You with the Sprayden Toastmasters Club. Welcome to A Toast to You, a program from Sprayden Toastmasters Club. Toastmasters is a program where we experience public speaking in a friendly learning environment, where we practice and learn communication and leadership skills. Welcome to another episode of A Toast to You, brought to you by your new hosts, me, Jamie, and Pip, members of the Sprayden Toastmasters Club. The Sprayden Toastmasters Club meets at the Barrington Bowling Club at 290 Barrington Street on the first and third Thursday of every month. A huge thanks to Plains FM for letting us shoot the breeze and giving us this exciting opportunity to promote the wonderful world of Toastmasters. Now, a bit of a disclaimer before we kick into things. We actually come to you from Alert Level 3 and are in lockdown. So today we are recording virtually. So please forgive us if you hear something like a lawnmower, a crying baby or a smoke alarm. So to get into today's show, before we get into things, uh, welcome to my awesome co-host, Pip. Hi, Pip. How are you? Good, thanks. How How's are lockdown? you doing? Yeah, good. How's lockdown treating you? Uh, nothing really changes for me as far as lockdown goes. I'm an essential worker, which I no longer want to identify as. <laughs> yeah, things are pretty good. What's the best and worst part of lockdown for you? Uh, the best part would have to be staying at home and getting the gardening done. Things that would normally wait till Labor weekend have kind of been achieved already. And the worst part, I don't really want to say this, but there's more people out walking on the track that I normally walk and it's become crowded. <laughs> yeah, it feels like people are getting out and about like more often than if they were not in lockdown, right? It certainly feels like that in my area as well. Yeah, absolutely. Which is good to see as well. I guess it's just, it's my track. <laughs> so we've got another awesome show lined up for today and we have a special guest who's joining us in our virtual studio and we'll be introducing and hearing more from her soon. But first, Pip, I understand that we're going to kick into the word of the day now. Yeah, so it's a new segment that we want to introduce and it's called uh, word, of, word of the Day or Word of the Month. And um, the idea of this is to attempt to mimic the grammarian role that we um, have in a Toastmasters meeting. And the grammarian's role is to bring a word of the day and to evaluate speech and, and language throughout the meeting. Uh, so, and so the challenge is to try and incorporate the word of the day and, or month into the speech that's, um, that you're doing. And you get a point for that every time you do it. And so the challenge for us today is to try and incorporate the word of the day, uh, which is, drum roll please, glossophobia. Uh, Starting glossophobia. with an easy one. <laughs> I just found it was appropriate, yeah. Uh, meaning fear of public speaking. So it's derived from the Greek language, glossa, meaning tongue, and phobos, meaning fear. And so my challenge to the listeners for the program is to try and use it in an email or a conversation sometime this coming week. And obviously the challenge is for us to try and use it throughout the session today. Can you use it in a, uh, in a, in a sentence, Pip? I have a fear of glossophobia no that's not right is it <laughs> yeah half a point for that one <laughs> i should try and use it in a sentence all right glossophobia well, 
uh, it affects a lot of people in the world. Couldn't give you the numbers, but it does. Cool, cool. All right, that's a, that's a good practice one. Okay, so let's introduce our special guest, eh? Absolutely. Uh, our special guest today is Danny Ruse. Uh, she is an esteemed member of the Sprayed and Toastmasters Club, and she's been with the club for five and a half years or in Toastmasters for five and a half years. And she honestly has so many ribbons to her bow that I feel I'm not going to be able to manage to get all her amazing achievements in this short segment. So I'm going to try and start at the start, and Danny will have to correct me as I go along. Um, she has been a VPE. And last year, she was the president of the Sprayed and Toastmasters Club, where she was absolutely focused and managed to steer the club to getting a distinguished club ribbon. She just completed her Level 5 project in the High Performance Leadership Pathway. And this year, she has organized the online club leadership training, which is no mean feat. And she has just been offered the Division D director role, which is a massive compliment and something I have no doubt she will excel at. Outside of Toastmasters, she's authored a book called Mindful Empathy, has a Master of Science in Applied Psychology, and I'm 100% sure that I'm only scratching the surface. She's also responsible for starting a very radio show. Um, and so to you, Danny, you're the founder of this show. Can you please talk to us about how it came about and some of the show's history? Well, first, thank you for inviting me to this interview, uh, Jamie and Pip. This radio show was one of the projects that I included in my VPPR role. I was VPPR for two years in a row, and then I continued somehow. And yeah, I, I still continue to sometimes give a little bit of uh, support with that role, um, publishing posts and just supporting in general. I just love it. So I do it naturally now. And I thought that one way to be able to get more people to understand what Toastmasters was and to have some access to us, whether they come to the club or not, and then maybe be interested in joining us because they get to know more about what we are, what we're doing, and maybe they do have glossophobia and want to that fear of speaking in public and want to overcome it so hopefully in that I thought you know um, through through the radio show they'll be able to learn about it and hopefully dare to come along that was back in 2017 that we started Denny on the radio show do you have you, you know, spoken to anybody that's maybe come along to Toastmasters as a result of it or they've stayed because of it or like are there any kind of stories that you could share over the year, your time with the show? Yeah, we, we had one person who did come along as a result of the radio show. Uh, sometimes there's other things that support. So I believe that maybe there can be the radio show, but then there is also 
looking at the, the social media. So Facebook, for instance, or maybe a friend who talked about it. So they're different things. Just the radio show and yes, I'm coming and, and jumping in. I don't know. I, I don't know too many stories about that. But what I do know is that when people come to the club and we talk about the radio show and that we have a radio show, they're very impressed. And I do know of many who have stayed because of the radio show. Maybe not only, but that was like the cool factor, I think, or the, uh, the yeah, like that extra stretch and, and difference from other clubs that you actually, if you want to, all club members at some point go to the radio and speak. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> if you want uh, to get over glossophobia, this is my opportunity, I think they think, right? So yeah, we've had many people staying because of that, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's worth as well acknowledging that it's a podcast too. So this will this will go to air, but it's also you know forever in the form of a of a podcast. So I know people's eyes can light up sometimes when they when they hear that as well, or maybe maybe the opposite for some people when they realise that it's on the internet forever. <laughs> hey, I I have a question for you, Danny. So one of the questions that I like to ask uh, our guests is, do you remember your first day at Toastmasters? And if you do, can you talk to us through that? It's it's a bit of a novelty asking this question. I think for someone who's so experienced in Toastmasters, it's sort of nice to hear, you know, you go back to the start and, and talk us through that. Yeah, well, that's funny that you say that because that was one of our favorite questions back then. But it's been a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Stood the test of time, this question. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had some thoughts about that because I think had I not asked that question before, I would have probably forgotten by now. But because I thought about it, now it's still in my memory. And I do remember when I walked through the door, and it was the very first time I did that, that I actually then also stayed, which is, I hear, not very common. But I had heard a lot about Toastmasters and some people from work had indicated that that would be a good thing to do. And I'm, I wasn't too convinced it was, but one day I said, well, I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, getting over some glossophobia would be good. So I think I have three points there. <laughs> we need a special sound like a bell that rings. <laughs> we can produce that in over at the end, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I went along and I remember that people were so friendly in the club and they came and greeted and, and it was full of people. It was so large that it was almost overwhelming. I think back then it was like 29 people and all the chairs were filled. I came in probably the last five minutes, so everyone was pretty much settled in their chairs already and just a few standing around. But again, very welcome. And they asked me immediately whether I would like to do a table topic. And I didn't know about it, but they filled me in quickly, saying it was an impromptu speech and I didn't have to do it, but if I could, that would be amazing. And I thought, yeah, I'll take on the challenge. And so I said, yes, of course, sat down and I was asked to give an impromptu speech, which I found out, as you know, on the, at the moment, and you have to think on your feet and talk. Well, after that, I thought, yep, I can do this. 
I can do this. It was nerve wracking. Yes, but I can do this. And I did it, in fact. And I came back and never left since. Can you remember your question? Or the topic? Yeah, that's a good I, question. I cannot remember at all. No. Okay. I cannot. That would be great. That would be a great sign to that remember. it didn't, didn't scar you, I think, if you don't remember it. If, 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 <laughs> or, may, or maybe it scared me and that's why I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so traumatic. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so did you ask about the speech as well or just the, the first time I spoke? I didn't, but I was going to ask you about your, your icebreaker because that's obviously an important part of of kicking off too so do, do you remember your icebreaker do you remember what it was about and, and how that felt and how long it took to complete I'm not too sure which icebreaker I give but so, I gave but somehow I think to remember that it had to do with something funny so I thought that humor would support me in speaking to an audience that I wasn't familiar with I didn't know anyone from the from the group yet so I do remember incorporating some humor, I believe, and a funny story of uh, my family when we went back. Well, we were in Argentina and we went to a place called Bariloche, which is very popular. And we had just so many crazy things that happened in that trip that it was just, yeah, just fun to, to talk about it. And that kind of brought me back home and my memories like I wasn't there on my own. It was my family that was with me while I was talking. So that really, really helped. Oh, that's so lovely. And so um, as well as your Toastmasters achievements, and I know that um, you've also authored a book called Mind Mindful Empathy, and um, you've co-authored this with someone. And yeah. Toastmasters help you in doing that, hasn't it? Yeah, here it is. Oh. I do have it here, which the audience cannot hear, but, but yeah. <laughs> and so I'm what inspired you to write that book? Look, I was, I was thinking back uh, at why I wrote it, because that's a question that I, I keep asking myself and people ask me, right? And, and I was thinking, actually, this has come back from like 25 years ago when I was studying my teaching degree at Teachers College, and they were talking about, they're giving all these different theories from social psychology and how we develop as human beings and, you know, how we learn. And then they were talking about developing the, the, the psyche, ourselves. And then that was one theory and how we develop ourselves, our own identity. And then on the other hand, there was this theory of how we develop our identity through our social environment, our interrelationships, right? Our relationships with others. And they saw it as too different. And I, I would, I remember I would deba debate, you know, I would discuss with my, with my, especially with my teacher, like, why it's it's not one or the other because they would say well what is better right or what do you go along with and I'm like I go along with both I don't see that one is exclusive of the other and if you fast forward many years now where I've written about mindful empathy you can see that the mindfulness or you can kind of imagine that the mindfulness has to do with that personal relationship with yourself you're mindful you're present with yourself you're connected with yourself and that's part of who you are right 
or that is actually who you are, you're connected with yourself. And then that empathy, which is that social relationship, you empathize with others. So it's not exactly the same, but it's that putting those two together. And what I found that as, as a coach, as a teacher, as a, I've, I've done some counseling type work, and I always saw that there was a lot of talk of also studying and reading, because I also like to continuously study and read, right? And I saw that there's a lot of talk of, of being self-aware so that you can develop right? But how can you self-develop and just be self-aware, right? Okay, let's just be self-aware. Okay, how does that work? Is it a bell that will go, ding, be self-aware? <laughs> no. So that's where I saw that through my own practice, for 10 years, I've been practicing mindfulness meditation. And I realized that through that, I learned so many things that I was missing when I was just living without stopping to connect with myself. And so I learned, for instance, that I did have some anger inside me, whereas I thought, no, I'm not an angry person. I'm a peaceful person. But then I could connect with that anger, frustration, irritation, etc. So yeah, that that's the mindful empathy is that connection between yourself and your identity and yourself and what's going on with yourself and how you impact on others, but also how you create your own reality because of how you're seeing the world, right? So that's, that's what the book is really about, learning so you can learn those skills to be mindful and connect better with others. And, you know, my bottom line is that if you learn how to do that well, and actually our, because there's a co-author, I'll mention him in a moment. If, uh, if you learn how to connect those two, then there's no need for wars because everyone knows what others are about as well or can feel it because you, you're connected with what it really means to be a human being. And I wrote this with the co-author is Dr. Wayne Duncan, and he specialized in empathy in an online environment, which is so ideal for now. And this was before the lockdown. So <laughs> Danny, that, that's great. That's great. And it's, you know, we've just got such a interesting group of people at the club and the what you just talked us through around co-authoring a book is a is a great example of that. And no doubt while Pip and I are at the helm of the show, we will talk to you again at some point. I'm almost certain. So it'd be great to to sort of hear a bit more about the book and, and how that progresses so so all the all the best with that and it's great to hear about it thank you changing gear a little bit I have a different question for you so in the introduction earlier Pip talked about how you had recently taken up a, a division D director role with Toastmasters and at a later date I'm sure Pip and I will sort of spend some time talking through how the structure works but for now could you talk to us about that role and given that you are starting into this role uh, new maybe what's on your mind around the impact that you might be able to make and, and what you think you'll bring to that in, in a, in a um, director capacity. <laughs> well, I just joined last weekend, so it's been a week into the role. So I'm sure you've changed and, and done a lot of things. 
seven days change the world no unfortunately i must say i haven't changed <laughs> any part of the world in seven days i am very fresh um, so what I do know is that I'm supporting four area directors. I was an area director before, so that helps because then I know what an area director does and the division director will support the area directors in their role. And then the area directors support four clubs, usually four, it could be up to five, but it's four clubs usually. And each club has seven officers or leaders in their clubs. So if you can think about it, then you see that I'm overseeing the whole project, uh, the, the whole clubs in this division, but they're doing, they're really doing the job. I'm supporting them in whatever they need. Now there are three concrete, there are some concrete things where I'm totally in charge and one of them I already was in charge, although I actually was not a Division D director yet, but I took on the role that a Division D director would do anyways. <laughs> so that's how I got into it. I was the coordinator for the, for the club officer training. So in Toastmasters, for the audience, we have lots of trainings going on all the time when you're a club leader. And without club leaders, we cannot have a club. We need someone to manage the finances so that we have an actual place to go to. We need a president to give us the vision and to get support from other people. Uh, like the area director in this case. So we're, we're really a team and we're a team of volunteers. All the leaders are volunteers. Without leaders, we don't have a club or club officers, right? So this was one of the trainings that you get once every six months or twice a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what can you say about the training, Pip? You just came recently to it, right? Yeah, the training, you, you did a, a fabulous job at, um, at organising that and it was online, so it was it was probably a little bit quicker than normal as well. So it was uh, initially supposed to be a face-to-face -face meeting. Um, and Jamie had the, the opportunity to facilitate it, didn't you, Jamie? How was that for you? Yeah, well, it was a way to dissolve some glossophobia. That's the first thing that I would say. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so when, yeah, when Danny asked, it was uh, ultimately, I, th I thought that it was going to be face-to-face -face and then we were plunged into lockdown. So that changed a, a little bit. So the dynamic did change and yeah, I got the chance to, to sort of follow some steps that Danny had set out for the facilitators and my position that was secretary. So facilitating a conversation in a group of other secretaries from, from the area and uh, the training who, you know, could sort of share, share some ideas and um, take some sort of common themes and, and goals out of it, which was, which was good. It was, it was, it was good. It was help, it helped to engage me a little bit more given that I held a, a role rather than sort of being an observer throughout. Hmm. Excellent. Sorry. So that that yeah. Sorry. So that was one. You were a facilitator for for one of the seven roles that club officers have, and I worked with area directors and and actually 
people who would want to facilitate. So it wasn't all area directors, right? A few were, some weren't. And um, so there were 14 facilitators, a master of ceremony. So there were a lot of people to coordinate and uh, mentioning that it had to go online when it was in person originally. Uh, there was quite a lot of shift uh, going on there, a few people that we'd lost because they were confident, possibly more confident in person. So we changed it into online. So I had to recruit new facilitators. And yeah, and, and you came on board as well, Jamie. So yeah, a lot of coordination to do a lot behind the scenes. But it was great in the end to see everyone really enjoying it and getting lots of, out of it. I, I've heard only good comments, so that's really good. And you don't have to deal with any negative comments about the snacks, do you? And um, <laughs> exactly <laughs> the catering, yeah. <laughs> no catering. Uh, it was personalized home catering. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, favorite coffee. Thanks, uh, thanks for that, Danny. So that probably takes us now, Pip, to closing out word of the day, I'd imagine. How did we do? Okay, so obviously I didn't do particularly well because I couldn't even put it in a sentence, but Danny took it away with saying it three times, which I'm super impressed with because it's not particularly an easy word to incorporate into anything. And <laughs> Danny, you took it away once. Okay, <laughs> well guys. It's almost, it's, it's almost like um, like one of us has a lot of experience in uh, Word of the Day sessions. Well, I, I have to admit, I wrote an article about glossophobia and I posted uh, it a while back. Yeah. So I have to fish it out. Well, it's on a website I no longer have. So I have to actually fish it out and possibly post it again in, in, a, in my new website. Yeah, yeah you'll have to. Well, that brings us to the end of the show, guys. So, Danny, from Pip and I, a huge thanks for being so open to joining us, coming back to the show that you just happen to be the founder of and being open to recording with us virtually. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And thanks for inviting me again. It's <laughs> yeah, been no a pleasure. Worries. Our pleasure. So remember everyone, Sprayed and Toastmasters, look us up on Facebook, Instagram, or search for us online. Come along to a meeting. You won't regret it. Until next time, stay safe and see you next month. Mm -hmm.